Yo, what's going on? Y'all, it's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, we got friend of the program, Sergio, joining us, and we're talking Dolphins preseason, and we're also talking heat offseason. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. We live in the building. Sergio, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me over. Absolutely, Appreciate brother. Thank thanks you for coming thanks through. Thanks for coming through, to man. This uh, secret, super secret location. Yeah, this right. Undisclosed location the somewhere layer. in South Florida. The I needed the pin. <laughs> man, it was. It's nice to have you here, bro. Um, obviously, if you've heard our previous episodes, you know that Sergio's joined us before uh, via telephone. But for us, it's always an honor when we can have a guest in studio, and it allows the conversation to flow a lot more fluid between everybody involved. So I think this one's going to be a good one, especially with the two topics that we got going on today, man. Um, but first, Sergio, uh, talk to the people a little bit. Let them know how long you've been a Dolphins fan and a Heat fan and a Miami South Florida fan in general, you know? Lifelong fan. Um, Let's see. Let me fan. get you a little bit closer. Bring that mic in a little bit. There right. it is. Yep. Yeah, that's go. good Perfect. right there. Probably just became a fan when everybody else did. You know, six, seven, eight years old. You remember watching sports and from the beginning has been the hometown. It's the easiest team to root for. comes naturally to me. Facts. So, since back then, been observing, watching. Um, not much joy in the Dolphin fandom <laughs> life. <laughs> Uh, but we found our joy through other other teams that have been able to fulfill us. But I'm fantasy here. teams, mean you mean fantasy teams, right? Because like when it comes to football, for sure, the Dolphins ain't it, right? As far as success, I mean, it depends what kind of fan you are, so. Because the Dolphins are always Jeez. in my heart, and I'm glad you're on the show because I need another, you know, diehard uh, Delirious fan, which I, I kind of get those vibes from you that you're probably similar to, to me in that regard. You're not as rational as this Fairweather fan over here. But anyways, I want to find out more <laughs> as far as you, what, what's your top, you know, obviously all your South Florida teams, where do you rank them as far as your fandom? Uh, you just What sport in particular is your favorite over, over what? Right. What's your number one? I hate to burst your bubble, though, bro. Oh, here we go. He's not a delirious I'm Dolphins not a fan delirious like I am. Dolphin fan. He could have been. I wish I was, but he, it's not. It's not in me. It's not in my DNA. Unfortunately. Look at his hat, dog. Hey, yeah. First and foremost, <laughs> now it's it's the Miami Heat. Number one, they take up the biggest. Hit the horns for the Heat, real quick, Heat. dog. And it's because they deserve it and they've earned it. They, I don't think it's Facts. anything more than that. I can't say that I love basketball more than football as a plain old sport and just playing the sport growing up. I wouldn't be able to tell you which one I enjoyed more. Actually, I would lean towards football. Absolutely. Especially that we've played recreational football for a majority growing of our up. young lives. Right. Growing up and when we started hanging out and stuff like that. And I'm sure Joel played a ton of flag football back in the days, too. I'm a, I'm a Dolphins fan first because of that. I mean, that, that was the first sport. Before I, I even started learning about basketball, it was football. It was Dolphins football at that. So it was all Dolphins all the time. And then right around, for me at least, it was the the middle school years, which was like just before Dwayne Wade came through, mm. and then I was there. Like I, start, I was like a new fan when we drafted Wade, and it was like, oh, okay, we got a team going on. And then obviously, you guys know what the the rest of the story looks right. like. Um, but the Dolphins do sit one for me because it was the first the first love. You know what I mean? At the sport or the team? Um, mm-hmm, that's good a good question. question. Uh, if I'm just referring to South Florida sports teams. 
uh, that that you know that the Dolphins are, are my number one because of that. As far as who's made me happier in the last twenty years, definitely going to say the Heat. No, but what sport do you enjoy more? Like just just a sport. If you took I think, out the team, I think football. Like I said, football is my first love, and I mean that's why I'm still out there cramping up on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I still love to play the game to whatever level that is you know what i mean as unathletic as i may be but it's it's football is my passion as far as my my go-to to watch that's why football season everything that comes with it you talk about it's the fall time it's like the best time of the year you're talking tailgates you're talking fantasy football you're talking more gambling you know it's, it's and, just and it's around the awesome. time that it's happening too right there's a lot of holidays around it thanksgiving christmas new year's there's like football and people are used to getting together in that in that that time so it makes it easier to watch football um and be a bigger fan right um ultimately for me for me right i'm a basketball guy through and through because that's what i loved to play first you know i enjoyed playing football a lot and i learned how to play football right and i love playing it but my first love will always be basketball because i played basketball night day night day night day night so when i was watching teams the bulls and the michael jordan era um seeing shaq and kobe and then like seeing the the heat teams coming up and battling those jordan teams well i say battling but just showing up to get their ass kicked it still made me a fan right even more so of the franchise and then like once like you said once the franchise started to pop off it made it even easier for me to be like yeah look at this other franchise that i like to root that gets me pissed off every sunday and then i'm mad as hell for Three days after they lose, because I don't care. Limited games makes it easier to root for the Dolphins. But overall success, I think people would lean more towards this being more of a basketball town, especially now. Excuse me. Sorry. Now, I mean, obviously, I think if we would if we ask a random fan, hey, are you a South Florida sports fan? Yeah. Uh, Dolphins are heat. They're going to be like the heat because they're the more relevant team. I mean, we've had more success more recently. So it's probably that recency bias. My whole thing is with the kids. Right. If you ask anybody who's 16 years old right now, they're not hardcore into Gen Z. Yeah. Is that Gen Z? It's Gen something. You know, they're by like a different letter now, I bet. <laughs> I, I think or a different Z. denomination or whatever. <laughs> um, but my point being, like, they're not hardcore like we were. I remember being in middle school and like looking at the newspaper, seeing who had the rushing stats. Right. Who hit 100 yards this week? And just looking over it. Now, obviously, don't get me wrong. It's more like I see kids doing that more about basketball because they got the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, um, the legend of Kobe, you know, the legend of Jordan and all these other players. So kids are feel like are gravitating more towards basketball because that's what they play. You go to any gym right now at a basketball tournament, you're going to see 200 kids, bro, easily in a basketball gym. That's crazy to me. And, and I see it because I have nephews who are around that age. They're 16, 17, 18. They don't give a damn about Dolphins football, bro. And you can think about it, too. Like, when you speak about the youth, less young people play football from such an early age just right. because of everybody's knowledge and shit. Or, excuse me, everybody's knowledge about CTE You can curse. It's that. okay here. Yeah, right, go. Cool. Yeah, sorry. Goes. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, everybody has. Just talking to the mic. Point down. Well, everybody you might need to move it just a little bit, like position it better towards your mouth. Right here. I think that's better for you. Hey, just talk. Just talk right. So, yeah. That's um, much better. More people go. have been made aware of all the effects of uh, CTE and just playing football mm. from such an early age. So, naturally, everybody's going to wait till a later age if they are going to get into it. And I've just heard that a lot of the youth, they're not as hardcore maybe about a team, but they are for their players just because of the being more exposed to social media, getting clips for sure. on demand. Like you said, we're getting the newspaper 
in elementary school looking at stats, whether baseball, I was huge into baseball stats. Absolutely. Who's the home run leader? Who's the RBI leader? Who's hitting this? Who's hitting that? How many stolen bases does he have? All of that is on the newspaper. If I would have had Twitter when I was nine years old, if I had access to it, I just refresh. I have all the highlights cut up for me. I have... PFF. I have all these sites that are giving mm. you all the info that you're looking for. Just yeah, in I, a tweet. I, I remember fantasy days before Red Zone. Yeah, dude. Before you used to have every game. It was like you watch the Dolphins game and then you watch the bottom, you know, or when they bring the highlight. Oh, this just happened in the Pittsburgh game. And you're like, what? <laughs> imagine, imagine when satellite TV came out and the NFL ticket came out. Right. And you can watch every game. Right. So you were just like not even watching your team. Now you're just scrolling. Boom. This game. This game. Oh, they're not in that. Oh, they got the ball. Cool. Oh, Peyton Manning has the ball. Fuck it. I'm going to watch this. Let me see this drive. See if he does something. You know, Troy Aikman has the ball. I'm going to watch this drive. And, but even then, like, even, even with satellite, you know, like, for instance, that wasn't in my household. Mm. I didn't have, like, pretty much thinking back about it, they probably couldn't afford Sunday ticket. And I was the only not. one watching football. They're not going to get Sunday ticket for Just a for nine-year-old. You? No way. <laughs> and now for, Come on, mom. For free, Everybody's watching it. And now for free, you're walking around with Wi-Fi. Sheesh. And so you get everything you want on demand, right? And football, football, I feel like, is a bigger tradition for everybody because if you think about it, Everybody watches football for almost, not everybody, that's probably too much, but if you think about the viewing habit, you could sit down and watch almost anybody's football game. But when you talk about basketball, you're not watching the Clippers versus the Nuggets in the regular season. Hell no. Especially not from here, right? Football's still king. That's the thing. I understand what you're saying about the number one for sure. Which is a very valid argument. The numbers are dwindling. If you look at the stats, there's less and less kids playing football like Pee Wee and Pop Warner and stuff like that. Um, So it definitely is dwindling. But... High level football, professional football is still the number one sport, you know, organization in in the United States. So in terms of money, still, right? Like in the, ter- right, in terms fans, of and everything, in terms of like the whole yeah, monster pop- popularity, the stake, like the volume, everything that they do, and they're always going to have a demand for players, you know. And then now, especially because college <laughs> players are able to get money. You know, from yeah, college, crazy. from the start, that's just going to help them out. So it, it'll hush all the other negative stuff, all the CTE. That, that's still there. That's still a very real thing. But it's like, you know, you, people are willing to take that risk for millions of dollars. Yeah, for sure. That's the reality. Don't get me wrong. Football's always going to have that draw where people want to play it, right? Uh, if we're talking about in terms of what the youth is really watching, Maybe they're not watching football like you, like you said. Or, I, I would argue that, I, that there I, I are kids, back. bro, that love they like, watch the, the young kids, the Herberts, the Burrows, and like they're deep into their stats and stuff like that, and we're do, like more so than we are. But I think there, it's like what Sergio's saying. It's more of a draw where it's like, oh, football's on. I don't care who's playing. It could be Washington versus the Saints. I know that XYZ player is going to be playing. I'm going to watch it, right? You get that with football, like we said earlier. Smaller amount of games, right? So is that? Do you season, think that's the main main reason? Because absolutely. we get such short doses of it, we only get sixteen games from. No. Hell yeah, no. hell yeah! I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because look how look how they're able to dominate their off season, right? That the off season is such a build up to the season that everybody's anticipation is the hope of week one. That's the anti- that's the that's that's how football goes like that and tugs at you because even if you play fantasy football or if you buy season tickets, you're hoping on that week one. My team is gonna do well, right? So that's why I think like football is always gonna be able to draw people to that. It's not necessarily like because they're the best sport out there, the most entertaining, or they have the biggest names. I don't think they are that, but they do have that power, right? Where the media, the availability is always there. Us three right now, we're probably thinking about 
coordinating fantasy drafts. Oh, that's already been happening, but you if know what you I mean. So set like, a date already, you're late, by the way. You know what I mean. So <laughs> like, that's that's the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, almost yeah, the yeah. middle yeah. of July, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. A real yeah. a real yeah, football yeah. fans on that. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Yeah, for sure. Hey, yeah, my man you... said he's a basketball. Hey, no, yeah, I did. I said thank God. I said that up <laughs> yeah, front. Yeah, so yeah. How much basketball more honest you want me to be? But no, hey, football is a better viewing experience. Period. Yeah. It's the best sport to watch, even though some are some moments could be cringe. Because, yo, some people could no, go down a, the middle of the contact. field and they might be laying their motion in two seconds. And that happens a lot or, yeah. or more than well, other sports. But otherwise, it's mano a mano going up, you know, just the physicality of it. What and would then, you say to somebody then that will argue to that point? What about MMA? What about UFC? You're talking, you know, guys literally mano a mano beating it out, you know, or, you know, going at each other for five minutes around that's, or whatever. That's more of a solo sport, though. It's not a team a, sport. It's still a sport. Yeah, yeah but it's not it a is, team it is, sport. It is, it is, it is, it is. You know, exactly. but, but or, or even basketball, the fact that it's nonstop, you know what I mean? 12 minutes straight, you know, four quarters of that. Or hockey, you know, you get three three periods, 20 minutes. I mean, you, somebody can argue that our hockey is but, probably more exciting than football. I've heard and, that. And, and Absolutely. I've watched it live. I've heard that. I've yeah. never been, but I, I've heard. Yeah. But um, I, just, I just think that the brand, the brand that is the NFL, that what they've done as far as obviously the years and the tradition, kind of like what baseball, that's what baseball has, right? Baseball still has a tradition, which is why it's still a thing. Besides that, that sport is just dying. Right. Right. Dolphins, I'm sorry, the NFL, they have the tradition, but they also have the the touch with the media and letting the players kind of do their own thing or whatever, their own podcast and, and have their own personalities or whatnot. And then on top of that, what you were saying as far as the shortened season. And not just that, they, they have a whole year to promote the season coming up. Right. Season comes up, then you got games once a week. Granted, yeah, you have Monday nights and Thursday nights. Who cares? People but are tuning in. you're still like, you're not getting as much as when basketball season comes around, there's a game every other night. Baseball season, there's a, there's two games a day right. for every team. Right. So it's like, you, you kind of get jaded by so many games, you just want to get to the playoffs already. With you can football, miss it's one like, game, yeah, it's okay. Football, you're committed. With football, you week can't one. miss one. No, dude, you miss a quarter of football and you're pissed off. Yeah. You show up late to the viewing party, you're like, what did I miss, bro? I heard the touchdown. How many points does he have? Damn, and I don't have them this week. <laughs> and good, good point, honestly. Good point by you. Always. Though, though you think it, I, I never thought about it in the sense of the the holidays that they do have around it. I never yeah. thought about it like that. Like we live it every day or every year. We live it, Absolutely, but you don't think about bro. how how they really do own a really good part of it. Yeah, like it's it's, it's during the best part the of the best year. Part of as soon year. as football season rolls around, it's kind of like that. Uh, um, what's this? This thing's called the the. the it's the most the, the dog and the bell. Time. I forget what it's called, but yeah, like football comes around, it's like your brain is triggered to like, oh my god, this is the best time of year coming up right here. Yes, absolutely, and and that's the power of the NFL, right? Where they're able to sell right that short season all Schroeder year. Schroeder, New Jersey cat. No, it's not that one. Sorry, it's another philosophical. No, you'll well, get. I'll, I'll circle back. It. Circle back it. to that. It's, but that's why um, they. That's why they're the able. Russian guy's dog. Yeah. Yes. Pa- Pavlov's dog. That Russian. one. He plays hockey. That's the one that Dwight in the office, uh, Jim. He does the whole mint thing where he trains him to like. I don't. He hears the I computer guess. shutting I don't down. Watch the office he wants like a that. mint, or he gives him a mint. Okay. So then eventually he may plays the sound, and then he like gestures for a mint, and then Jim's like, "What are you doing, bro?" He's like, "I don't know, but my mouth tastes terrible right now." Like that was, <laughs> that's that whole principle. Anyways, we we're, digress. So now we're back, right? Yeah, we're in deep right now. Are yeah, we're gonna get to what we want to talk about. We're gonna get to it right now, and that's what I was saying. The, the NFL does a really good job of selling that short season all year long, right? Because the NFL is just full of storylines. Each team has a storyline, you know. And thankfully for us, our team down here, the Dolphins, have a gazillion storylines that we can talk about because everyone is is very interesting, and one is. For some reason, 
it, like just linked to every other problem, question, concern that you could have about this team. Right, you think about Tua, and then you say, "Well, you can't mention Tua without mentioning the offensive line, but you can't mention the offensive line without the running backs, and then you can't mention the playmakers that we have in the backfield without mentioning the wide receivers." And then what about the depth? And then we're talking about the defense, and it's like everything with this team is so interlinked that it's crazy. That for me, if if one thing goes wrong for this team, like it's gonna go all the way wrong, and I don't think. If McDaniel can really survive that shit, you know what I mean? In my opinion, first year coach like that with such high expectations. And then, yeah, imagine we come out and the offense is stuttering or something. That's like worst case, right? Being that he's the offensive mind. The guru. The offensive line guru. You know, he's not necessarily the quarterback coach with with us having all these questions around Tua, right? But the whole idea behind Tua's issues, right, or his shortcomings let's call them right is that well he didn't have an offensive line to play behind you know he was running for his life and he's not the type of quarterback who's just gonna be scrambling left and right and throwing 60 yard downfields that's not his game no help from the coordinators zero help from the coordinator any coordinator that's been here over the last five years any coordinator right um the only one who has had some type of success as a defensive coordinator is the one we still have because obviously he kept his job when there was that coaching change. Um, but to bring it back to Tua, you know, what I wanted to, what, what I had in mind today was like, dog, how, how are the expectations for Tua, right? And why, being that it's the top of the list, like I said, they're all interlinked somehow, some way. But Tua's at the top because he's the one attract, attracting the most attention. And I'm just wondering, like, what are the expectations that you guys have for him this year? Like, what are, like, let's start with stats-wise, right? Stats-wise, Sergio, what do you think that he should be able to accomplish this year? Okay, and he's he's at the top because it's the most important position in sports. Correct. Right? Not only in the NFL, in sports. In because sports. that's what makes or breaks any team. Right. Quarterback, pitcher, probably, and the quarterback is there. Number but you one. have more pitchers than you have quarterbacks. Exactly. Most important um, position, running the whole offense, a new offense, and have there been quarterbacks like him that fit his description that have been successful mm. in the NFL slash in that system? I don't know. Before we started the pod, I had you pull up Derek Carr. Yeah, I have his numbers here. Why do I? Why did I ask you for Derek Carr? Because I don't think that anybody would uh, think that the world of Derek Carr. Right? Maybe he, you don't think of him as a top 10 quarterback off the top of your head. Maybe he I makes would. your list. I would put him okay. in my top 10. Maybe, but you know he's in the back half of the list. Uh, right? Yeah. More than likely. If he's on. I think you're just being polite to our guests. Nah, bro. Honestly, um, I get. I can, I can name you 10, 10 guys that I think you would put ahead of Derek Carr. Well, no offense. No offense. But I, I'm I got very, a list. You got my. You got my <laughs> he's got a got list. My, you piqued my interest, Sergio. Okay. So proceed. What's so your first, list? Let, let's. Can, can you write off what you saw for Derek Carr's. You want to go his last five years? Yeah. What do you want to see? All right. So last season, he did. 68.4 completion percentage, 4,804 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, QB rating of 94. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. I think uh, that's – wait, not pretty, solid. Pretty, Time out. We got we to gotta classify that off rip, and we got to say that's better than half of the uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, let's break down every category. So yardage, 4,800 yards in the season. That's really that's good. That's pretty phenomenal. That's really good. Uh, I, won't, I won't cap. I'm, I won't lie. Career high for so, it. So 
Touchdowns, 23? That's passing? a little bit less than is that, yards. That's not that great. great. That's passing touchdowns, right? 23? It seems low. Remember, we, but, we moved up to 17 games. But Darren Waller, who's his touchdown guy, mm-hmm. last year was not not all there. No, I mean, he was hurt. I, I had him from fantasy, dog. Right. He, he was hurt. He was hurt. But I feel like he hit the, the, very, the very low bottom, right? The lowest that you can do as a top 10 quarterback, top 15 quarterback. He did, for tw- he did plus 20 touchdowns. Right, like any, if you're a top fifteen quarterback, you're throwing more than twenty touchdowns in a season. Sure. You know, and yeah, and, I, and I and I mentioned that specifically because one of my expectations of Tua this year, right, is for him to have plus twenty touchdowns. Yeah, he should. There, for there's me, no reason why he shouldn't. For me, he should have at least thirty two hundred yards throwing. No, that's way too low. Hold on, hold on, way too low. I'm just saying thirty two hundred yeah. yards. I'll, I'll tell you why later on. But thirty two hundred yards uh, throwing twenty. Plus touchdowns, right? Um, under 10 for interceptions. And only lose one game to Buffalo this year. That's Those are my expectations. That's important for you. That's important for, for Tua? For, no, for the, the, the Dolphins, Buffalo that Buffalo part, and for Tua. We got to be Buffalo one time this year. Absolutely. I agree. We have to. That's like... That's goal number one. Yeah. Because in order for us to... We, we can't say, oh, but we got to hang with the the, the Jets no. and the Patriots. Forget about that. Those we, are not the teams that we're trying to be like or compare ourselves we to. We all know the division runs through Buffalo at the Facts. at the current time. Right. And I'd argue that you could lose to them both times and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because... <sighs> because... Just being mm. realistic. Because we are the underdogs in both matches. They're the best team probably in the NFL. So not beating them... In two games, the champs okay. would have something to know, say about I know, that. I know though. everyone's going to say, "Hey, uh, at home, maybe you should be able to get one." Getting one versus Buffalo is a tall task. So I, I'd argue that we and there is a scenario where we go zero and two versus the Bills, and we're still a good team. And we're still a good team. Two played all right, and we made the playoffs. That's possible. Like I, I'm just saying, that's possible. It's possible. All right. So, so wait, I'm interested in this top ten list that yeah. you have. Oh yeah, but please let's get back. Let's to get this. it. All right. So stats wise, you gave a twenty three and fourteen for Carr. Actually, I expected better numbers for a top 10 quarterback. Definitely. For sure. But he's a fringe top 10. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So I expect actually better than that, hearing that. I think it's okay to expect a little bit more from Tua. 17 games, draw up. Two touchdowns per game is 34 touchdowns. That's a lot. That's a lot. Draw, for him. That's a lot. Drop it down. Yeah, you're right. 34 overall is a lot. Drop it down. He should be able to get 27, 28 touchdown passes. And if he's... At 10 or near 10, 9, 10, 11 interceptions, that's a really good season for Tua. I think he can be under 10. He could be. He could not. Because he's, he's what I'm saying, like, and, and, and this is what, what I was kind of getting to when I was getting these expectations, right? The 3,000 yards, that's a given in this in this offense, right? 200 yards per game is puts you given? at 34. You're, so. you're, you're there, right? And I figure that that should be the lowest that he should, that he can hit because I'm counting on the offensive line being good and the running game working. Because if the offensive line is good, the running game should work. We have speedy guys. We have bruising backs. We have the type of running backs in this, in the room, right? That should be able to produce behind a good line because we've seen them do it. We've seen Mozart do, do amazing things, right? Behind a good offensive line in San Fran. Um, who's the only uh, the other guy? Edmonds. Uh, Edmonds. We've seen him do really good things in in Arizona behind a really good offensive line. Then we signed so- Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle again in uh, behind a really good line has offered things that you're like, damn, any team would love to have that. We have three guys like that, and they all bring something different to the table. 
So if the offensive line is good, and we, and we we're going to rely actually, on the running game a lot more. So maybe Tua doesn't have the opportunity to drop back and throw it 40-plus times. Yeah, With, 40, yeah. 40, you know what I mean? Which I don't think that that's part of the game plan anyways. Why would you want Tua to throw the ball 40 times? Now you're asking him to be even more accurate. Yeah, you no. know what I mean? That's hard. 30 or 40. And we still have Gaskin, too, is what I was going to say. But I think he's phased out, though. Or, or somebody's getting cut. He, yeah. He's probably the one. But he's a, he's been in our system. I mean, granted, this is a new system now. Uh, he could he could be on his way out, but I think Gaskin has, has a lot of like third down back, uh, you know, like good attributes to him where he, he's good out of the backfield and can catch. Yeah, but Edmonds Edmonds took his spot basically because that's what he got signed for. True, it's the same exact thing. True, I mean, when maybe Edmonds gets a little bit more run now that, than he got in Arizona, but Mostert's figuring into it too. I mean, that's a good question. I feel too. like Mostert's going to be the number one, but, but if, yeah, if healthy, yeah, when healthy, right? It might be just be preseason. That that's his thing. Hey, I'm a Mostert fan, and if you've seen him play over the years, how could you not be? But at the same right. time, you know he, you know he's, he's injury he, prone, and and to put too much of your eggs in that basket is not a good basket to have your eggs in for sure. Fully, you know, for yeah, sure. But go, go on, let's get to this top go, ten. Going back, going back to top ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna just hit another cliffhanger for the listeners here. I'm gonna name you guys ten guys, and you tell me if Derek Carr is better than these ten guys. Right. No, wait, wait. Let's do Sergio's top ten first. Yeah, I want to hear his ten. Is, okay. Go from ten was, from number one. My question was, can he ever crack top ten? Who? Tua? Tua. Yes. With his arm chill and below average size, right? Keep those things in mind and now let's go through the list. Yeah, this guy was no, jumping like you're talking no, about no Drew Brees. No specific order in the top five, because it doesn't matter. Top five is top I five. I think he can't get here. This is Obviously. impossible to reach territory. No, nobody can say that Tua right now can his be a top five. Is not top five. He's not. Mahomes. Allen, Brady, Herbert, Rogers. Yeah, he can't be those guys. Right? He, he can't and be those for guys. obvious reasons for all of them. All of them have cannons of arms, bigger stature, just as accurate as he could be. And better right? runners in some conditions. Okay. Some, right? And then here, uh, Lamar Jackson's number six for me. Okay? Yeah, for sure. So in that can. area. And then here, now this is the list I think you, you would hope. That he, that he can might jump. be able to enter. And just listen to the quality of these names and what you've thought about these quarterbacks going into your prior fantasy drafts, going into the prior seasons, the expectations you may have had for them in the, sorry, the very near past. That okay. sounds much better, by the way. Stafford, Burrow, Russ, Dak, Kyler, last name, Car and let's take Car off that list. Okay, so the last Kyler two. in reverse order now. Kyler would be number eleven on this list, by the way, guys. He can be okay? Ty- he can be Kyler. Kyler, Dak, he can Ross, be Dak. And then you got to give respect to Burrow, right? After what he did last year, and then you have to give respect to Stafford because he won up Burrow. Stafford is such a good case in the sense of there's would have been many years prior that he would not have made this list, and then he changed teams. Got the better coordinator, like Tua did. Better offensive line, better weapons. Made made this top 10 list. But let's not fool ourselves about Stafford's career attributes, period. He's not the biggest guy. I'm pretty sure he has good size, but that guy has a rocket. Yeah, he has a really strong arm. Where Tua might be able to be him. Football IQ. Yeah, and where Tua might be able to be him, maybe he'll be able to anticipate something better and get it off a little bit earlier. And and who's hitting the 60-yard bomb here? That, in oh, that question, sure, versus sure. in those two. It's not two, all right? No. So think of that list right there, the back half of it. Five was caught off at Rodgers. Think about, make, put your five together from here. Lamar, Stafford, Burrow, Russ, Dak, Kyler. 
He can be better than Dak, and he can be better than Kyler. And then just think about what you've thought about Dak in the past two, three years, where you where you might have thought those quarterbacks might be able to crack the top five. Well, Do you think that? Well, hold on. Who has that upside that they bring? I hold don't on. Think they, he does. I, I don't. All. I don't think that that for me, right? For me, you mentioned Burrow, right? I don't think that Burrow, for me personally, I don't think that he was ever that close to cracking the top five. He was impressive, and being impressive got him to be mentioned in that list, right? Because he was impressing. Um, I have him back back five of the top ten. That's fine, um, because it's in no particular order, right? So, right. And, the we back know, half. And, and we know that his counterpart, which is Herbert, is a true top five right now, right? Because he's he's one of the best young quarterbacks. So you're saying Herbert is a top five, but Burrow is not? I would put that like that. Me too. Wow. Me too. I would put you're, that you're, like that. You're, you're talking about the guy that was just in the in the Super Bowl. This, this is yes. true. But this if is you, true. Yeah. But if you look, again, um, if you look at their stats, right, and how they play and the inconsistency that Herbert has had with his offense – Right and the guys around him. Um, what's the running back? Do, the dude, his Eckler. name, Eckler, getting hurt. Uh, Allen getting hurt, and that, he was still able to put up numbers, real good his numbers. Coach, his coach was his not coach that good. His is, first season is a defensive Lynn, coach. I think right. Lynn got fired. They brought in another guy who was supposed to be a guru offensive. No, no, no. They they brought back. They brought Staley. I think Staley was the defensive coordinator in the Rams. Yeah, so but he not was not an offensive guy, but still, but an still upgrade. Thought of an upgrade as an upgrade. Offensively, especially, right? I don't know who he brought in as coordinator. I'm not sure. But that was the idea. It was a a relief that there was a change for Herbert. And Herbert, my point in all of that is to say that Herbert's still doing things that is super impressive. And if you put him in a situation with a good team, consistent offensive coordinator, consistent or offensive-minded head coach, who knows how much better he can be. We saw it with Stafford. Right, because for years we saw Stafford, and it was like, damn, I wonder if he would ever get on a good team, what it would look like. We saw what it looked like. Now, granted, that was a super team, right? All things considered, but the Rams were still good enough that that he, he could exploit the weapons that they had and take advantage of all the stuff that was there—the coordinator, the coach, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And let's not fool ourselves. Herbert's tools period. much better. It, we're we're kind of projecting where we know. He hasn't even made the playoffs, has he? I think he he missed nah. the playoffs. He yeah, missed he out. Missed it. So in the years. last game of the year, last season, he missed out. And Burrow did make the Super Bowl. So for us to say, because I actually agree with you, I think Herbert's better. I understand, like why people would dis- say Burrow. Yeah, I I understand the disrespect that, like, if I was Burrow, I would feel. But when I think of Burrow, I think a little bit of the same tools as Tua, just. Not as much. Nah, bro, listen. Not as much. <clears throat> I'm a UCF fan. Everybody that listens to the show the should, fake champs. should know that by the now. The fake champs. We're the national champs at one point. <laughs> you guys went undefeated, right? In a parallel universe. Bro, they, they had a parade and like, Anyways, they hung up a banner. I didn't go to that parade. But anyways. You got to do what you got to do. We, we <laughs> knocked the shit out of Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. In a, in a, in a bowl game. And Joe Burrow shook that shit off. He stood up. He shook that shit off, right? Came back and beat the shit out of the UCF Knights that game. And ever since that game, bro, he's turned into a phenomenal player, quarterback, everything. We're talking about a guy that was just in the in the Super Bowl that was one possession short of a Super Bowl ring. I get We're it. talking about a guy that had a horrific leg injury his rookie year after starting a great season, rehabbed it, came back, and was able to get to that Super Bowl ahead of uh, Justin Herbert, who... Granted, whatever coaching situation they had, that's always been the Chargers' issues. 
but he's had a great cast around him. He had Eckler the first year. Eckler had issues this year. His first year, what did he do with Eckler, with a healthy Keenan Allen, with a healthy Hunter Henry? I think he was still he on that team. Out, though. He had a good season, but they came up oh, short. historic season, dog. He broke Best, a, an, a, a phenomenal broke, rookie, he broke a phenomenal NFL rookie, rookie record, season, dog. but they came up short. Okay, great. They both came up short. One because of injury, one came up short because of one game. And the following season, when they're, when they're both apples to apples, we saw what Joe Burrow had to say. So that's all I'm going to say about that. We're not here to talk about Cincinnati or Los no, Angeles. But here, both so. of these guys get com- get compared to Tool, and it's what we're talking about. Can Tool, right, overjump these guys? And in order for him to do that, he has to produce stats that are of that nature. 40-plus touchdowns, 4,000 yards. You know what I mean? Those are the eye-catching numbers that people put up that you're like, all right, yeah, this guy's balling, and he's a top-ten quarterback. So you think Tua could outdo Kyler? Not to stay on this for too long. Yeah, I think he could Because do Kyler it. has come up short as well. Yeah, but yeah and I he's, think... He's had ups. Again, I think, and, Kyler's, and me, I think Kyler's more dangerous than Tua in the sense that he, he his well, legs, like that, that run ability that but He needs to Kyler slow has, it down, though, because he, he's gotten hurt the past couple of years. My thing with that is that... that he's, shit, he's Tua's size, if not small. That shit gets cute too quick. You know, that type of game gets cute way too quick where you're taking hits out there left and right. And then next thing you know, you're missing three, four, five, six, seven games. And and, and Tua cannot afford that. So he, he doesn't play that style for a reason. But what I'm saying is this to to kind of like wrap up Tua and then like jump into the, the next thing. Right. For for me, Tua can be one of those guys that's better than Kyler, better than Dak and all that stuff. But better than the fringe top the 10. The fringe top the 10. 9, 10. Right? Yeah. Because it, it, he has better weapons. You got you, When you look at Waddle, you look at uh, Tyreek Hill, and you put that combo of wide receiver and a really good tight end in Gasicki, who's like almost a third wide receiver or a legit third wide receiver. Uh, that's really good weapons for a guy who's really accurate. Now, if the O-line can block... Now you're giving this guy chances to be successful. And that can put him in that fringe area where he's talked about being a top 10. But it, it, it would translate with winning, you know. But it all starts with the offensive line. And that's why, like, I think we really need to focus on having the best offensive line at starting possibly from the get-go before, like, right now in training camp. Let's let's wrap up. I'm gonna let's wrap up with something that you started with initially. What is your expectation for Tua for this season? Right, that was one of the things, and I don't think right. we ever finished or talking about that. So I'm gonna say this. Obviously, we need to have playoffs. We need to get back to the playoffs. Stats, bro. That's I want to num- hear stats. Number one, number one thing is playoffs. Right, that's above all else. Right. How do we get there though? All right. So. Tua, just for comparison, right? Last year, he was healthy. For the majority of the games, he got hurt. Second game of the season, missed a few games. Um, I think five and six in total, some, somewhere around that range. Five games, something right. like that, to be safe. So he might have played 11 or 12 um, games. So, yeah. over 11 or 12 games. He had a 67% completion percentage. He had 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 90% QB rating. I'm going to say... Next year, in order for us to get to the playoffs, to be successful, to be able to go and and get one on the road maybe in Buffalo, right, or at least split the season at home with them or something, Tua needs to throw for at least 4,000 yards. I think. I think. I think that he needs to throw. I mean, we, we, he did 2,600, and he missed four or five games, dog. So you're talking a full season, he would have thrown maybe like 3,200 yards. He's not that far off. You know, and we had a defensive minded coach. So moving on touchdowns, we, he has to throw 25 touchdowns, in my opinion. If you're going to throw 4,000 yards, it's a numbers game at that point. There's going to be a few where Tyreek break or Waddle break and we get those long touchdowns right off of like a short pass or whatever. 
25 is, I don't think is unreasonable. Some people are probably going to be like, no, he needs 30. I think 25 with that run game that we've been talking about, Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds out the backfield, hopefully we have a nice mix, right? Maybe it's not 4,000 yards. Maybe it's a little bit less. Maybe it's 3,500, but somewhere in that range. Right. And then interceptions, dog. I mean, that's what he's been known for is being accurate. We need him to stay accurate. We need him to throw less than 15 interceptions. Let's be real. I mean. 10 is the number for interceptions. I, 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 can, I can live with that number. Because that's what gets you. In my opinion, that gets you into the top 10 talk. When you have those 20-plus touchdowns under 10 interceptions. Excuse me. Bless you, sir. Bless, Bless you. you. Oh, but anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Whenever Soso's done with this allergy attack. It, it, so I actually... Got me another beer, there, too. Oh, there we go. That's how we get That's rid of allergies rid of in this it. household. I was going to say, what did you guys think if I told you 30 touchdowns over under for Tua? If the running game rushing, is good, wait, rushing or t- total touchdowns or passing? Uh, passing, 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 has to passing, be passing. passing. Um, if the running game is good, I'm gonna say under, under, and that's the way it should be for should. a quarterback. Twenty eight, like but I'll live with twenty eight touchdowns, bro. If he throws twenty eight touchdowns in a season, that's a lot. Dog. That's a lot. Listen, and and what I'm saying is this: he was that's how he was able to be successful in Alabama. They had good running game. And they didn't force him to throw the ball 50 times. That's the difference between him and a guy like Burrow and a guy like Herbert. Herbert at least is throwing 40 times, but he's accurate for a guy who throws 40 times. Burrow's not accurate for a guy who has to throw 40, 50 times. He's slinging it, and he's hoping to complete 20 passes in that game and hoping that out of those 20, three of them are for big plays. Yeah, I'd rather break him down. His O-line was garbage, too, and everybody knew that. Yeah. And he made it to the Super Bowl I mean, with la- that garbage. Last, e- last year, Joe Burrow had a 70% completion percentage. That's, that's pretty good. How many compl- attempts did he have? He had 520 attempts and 366 completions. That's, that's pretty a lot, good. Dog. That's, that's pretty like, good, no, no, but that's 30, a lot. Tell me if I'm, if I'm seeing right. 34 and 14. What's that? Touchdowns and interceptions? Yeah. Uh yeah, I see, and he four, might, and I he see fourteen interceptions here. Yeah, thirty four touchdowns. And he missed the game. Damn, you got some good eyes, though. You're, I'm closer than it took me oh, a second. I, to see that. That. I, I'm not, so, I don't think I'm that good. So, so let me ask Check you guys yourself. a question. We talked a little bit about the offensive line. What's the besides Armstead? Right. Obviously, we know we invested in him. He's the main part of the offensive line. Then we grabbed like a, a utility center guard. We from did Dallas. Yes, we did. Um. My guys, my idea is more about who else is playing, right? You have guys like Jones, you have Connor Williams, I think that's the guy. Um, you, you have Solomon Kinley, you have a guy like Liam uh, Etchenberg. I don't know if you said home, sorry. No, Robert Hunt is also part of the, the staff. Eckenberg. Eckenberg. Um, I, I was just hearing today that Eckenberg is actually being considered or got pushed to the left guard, which is pretty interesting. He's going to be next to Armstead. And have really two, uh, you know, really big guys right there protecting Tua. That means Jackson to right tackle. I think so, because cool. I don't think they want to start Hunt. And and for me, my optimal lineup does not have Hunt in it at all, dog. At all, at all. But he was a solid guard for us, wasn't I he? I don't know, man. I don't solid. Know. I mean, we were a bad old line, so like you say solid. Bring on, it up on, on Pro Football Focus. Or what's that? What am I bringing up? The rankings for the for Dolphins' right. offensive line. It's gonna be pathetic. It's um, gonna be pathetic. But you know what I like about that approach? Um. It might be wrong at the end of the day, but we did draft Jackson in the first round. Yes. So we liked his tools better. Eichenberg was a second-round pick. I know we traded up for him, but from what I've heard, he's kind of T-Rexing it with the short arms. Yeah. It's not a good look for a tackle. At the end of the day, whoever's better, let's get him in there at that position. But I like but I like working out Jackson first, not automatically going off of what prior 
uh, prior regime thought this guy should play at. Right. Because now we are hopeful that the coaching has leveled up on, especially on this side of things. Right? Well, this is his specialty, right? Right. So if if the coaching has leveled up, can he bring out a better Jackson than what we've seen? <laughs> it it might be an it might be dumb yeah, to think that, bad. but I I like the approach. Let Let's see if this guy. Could learn. Do we have tricks to teach him that he hasn't already been taught? And let's see who's better. Let them play uh, it out. Are you a fan of the zone blocking idea, Doc? Because when yeah, I think just about because it, because of the results, the results, the results are, are, the results are, 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 are the results. Bro, the, yeah, the of, of results I is just nice. Pulled up the final rankings for the twenty twenty one season, and Drop the Miami em. Dolphins were dead last. Dead last, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, left tackle, so to left say tackle was Liam Eikenberg. Left guard was Austin Jackson. Center Michael Dieter. Right guard Robert Hunt, right tackle Jesse Davis, and does it show their scores? Sixty-seven point four for Robert Hunt. That was our best score. Look at that. So you see, he's solid. So if he, I, I don't th- know if he's I was solid. Always, dog. Well, compared to the rest, compared to he's Once a dwarf among midgets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know? like I said, I don't like if, that if, guy. If we can expect Jackson to level up or hope that, why not for Hunt? Same, same rationale. No different scheme. Let's see if he fits. Maybe the scheme is the worst thing that could happen for him. Let's find out. That's all. But the, my my whole issue with it is because like Hunt was super penalized last year. Like I remember him getting a lot of dumbass penalties, a lot of bad penalties where he's getting beat completely, and he's still like trying to grab a guy offensive. You know, like just a lot of low IQ. Shit, you know, and that's things that stand out to me. So yeah, maybe you grade good when you're blocking and the pass gets completed. But uh, what what about the rest? Let of the me three ask other you. Ones? Let me ask you this: Which one of these offensive linemen caught a touchdown last year that uh, didn't count technically? But uh, wasn't it Jackson? Yeah. Who I don't know. That crazy play, you guys don't remember? No, yeah, but like, I don't like remember who it was. That, whatever, that's the guy we need to keep. Whoever that was, that guy's got hands, dog. That's Bro, you got to remember the guy's name if <laughs> you're going to bring something. it I'm up, I'm asking dog. you guys. This sports was so so, not Joel. Yeah, but I don't remember that. I think it was Robert. It might have been Robert Hunt, bro, honestly. Let, let me ask you a question. Besides the O-line, we understand they need to level up. This is a question I had and something that I could see biting us. <laughs> who blocks beyond the O-line? Because, like you mentioned, we have Gusecki. Yeah, who's what, what was your quote? Who's like a third wide receiver? receiver. Why he is the because third he can't block, and he right? can't block. He fits the description right. of a third wide receiver. So we have Tyreek Hill, newly acquired, not the biggest guy in the world. You don't want him getting dirty, anyways. With the, with the amount no, that you're paying no. him, yeah, no, I don't no. want the best. I want you throwing is a little cheap blindside block that's not going to get penalized. Yeah, and Waddle, Waddle's not going to block much either. So. In a zone blocking scheme where I see a lot of plays where, you know, it feels like a pull is being extended a little right. bit. Maybe it doesn't get all the way to the outside, but it feels like, based upon the fact that the 49ers used to like their big wide receivers. That's the thing with them. They like their big physical wide receivers, Ayuk and Debo. That's just the latest two. I'm sure if you go right. back down the tree, you'll see the preference. We don't have that big receiver. We just signed Wilson. But I've, I've even heard that he played more like a slot. Yeah, he did. Maybe he's our tallest receiver, but do we have a receiver or even a tight end that's going to be playing a little bit more than we think because he could block? And if not, who is laying the blocks? Well, let's outside let, of the O line. I think outside of the O line, the main guy that we're going to focus on as I see, I see blocking a lot is the fullback. We right. signed the fullback. We and we signed ha- the fullback. Yeah. Exclamation it? point. I like that. I love that. I love that. And, and that's how it. you make it work because that's like the power driver that opens up an extra hole. And, and such an, so, so many times, even with the Ravens, I think about this play nonstop with Flacco. 
it feels like the the fullback, whenever you play action to a pass or just drop into a pass, is always like not accounted for on the in the flat. Or, Think of uh, and, or even an extra blocker dog. right now. You should. From the 49ers. Oh, he's, yeah. He's check. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Or Props little, to him. He's a pro bowler. He's legit. Or he's a, throw, like, a throwback Klein uh, Saucer for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Okay. And I can't name the, the fullback right now from the Ravens, but I just remember Flacco so many times dropping back, dump off to a fullback. Easy money. Here you go. Six, seven yards. You're going head first versus a, a cornerback. Dale. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, we'll take that crash. Such all day. a good pass for Tua to have in the arsenal. But whatever, I digressed. I just think that 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 position is the key of blocking, right? Because if you can solidify your O line or at least your starting five and say these are the guys that I'm going with, right? He just becomes an extra piece to the scheme. Am I blocking left? Am I blocking right? Is it? Am I play action left? Do I bring? It just opens up the playbook even more because you have a fullback or that extra blocker, like you said. Even if he, you know, yeah, he can be open a lot of times, but he's mostly going to be your sixth blocker. Well, you give to a time to throw downfield because Waddle can run a deep route. Hill can run a deep route and literally beat the safety or the coverage or whatever it is that's happening. But you need Tua to to have that extra second. That fullback is going to be clutch in in that sense, especially in the in the scheme of zone blocking. If that fullback that we did sign doesn't work out, then we can always just use Alex Ro- and Gold. No, we can always just use Robert Hunt in that position Ooh. because it was him that had that crazy <laughs> touchdown highlight last year, <laughs> where he Keep caught that guy the ball. Off the he field, wasn't eligible, bro. but if we put him at the fullback position, he will be eligible. Pick up a block and then out in the flat. Kids got hands. Anyways, props to him. He he was our best O line last year. So that, that's like not you said, much. that's not saying exactly. much because right. he played, last and he played out of position a lot. He played out of position a lot, which is a credit to him. But but think about just you, being at work and being with a weak cast all around you, and you being the best one and putting in the most, maybe not the most effort, but the best results. That's I tough. feel like I can relate to. Okay, that. Okay, well, he imagine right now if I was to honestly assess you, you'd probably be under a seventy, right? If I was like, let me see this guy, he's working with a shit cast. Let me yeah, see what he rates. You're probably sure. under a seventy. You're not going to see someone who's a ninety nine. And a bunch of forties. That doesn't work. That's not going to work. Right. You come down, right? The they bring it? you down. That that's that a, tied. It's a curve. Yes. Okay. So he, let's grade him now on an upwards curve. Sixty-seven PFF. The shoot for for a seventy-five eighty. Yeah. He's the best thing we had to work with. So I, I expected to see him starting. I don't know, boys. Man. We are this. Should, this is a full Dolphins podcast. Absolutely, it dog. Is. It's deep. We're deep. I told you. I'm dog. loving it. I'm Dude. loving it, man. I can't wait for football. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what football does, bro. It brings people together, obviously, because it's, it's the storylines. You know what I mean? It's the storylines. But I wanted to type a little bit more Dolphins. I got a little hypothetical I want to throw at you guys. Um, this team obviously still has holes, right? And if you were to look at it from afar, you can, you can kind of see where, where we have strengthening numbers and then that one area or two areas where we're seriously slacking. If you guys could trade it for position, what would that position be? And do you have a player in mind that you would trade for? Hypothetical world. Hypothetically. Doesn't need to make sense 100%. Not necessarily. But try to keep it realistic a little bit. You know? Ah, oh, man. You guys want me to go first? I got yeah, one. Yeah, you lead yeah, off. You I know, All right. I know where you're going to go. All right. So the, the position that I was thinking that we can use the most help at, right, is on the defensive side, right? Assuming that we, we got the coach in place, right, and the scheme in place to take care of the offensive line. I think that we really need to add a piece to the defensive tackle position. 
Okay. Because we wow. don't we don't have a lot of depth there, and I don't think that That's we have not where I thought you were going. I don't think we have defensive? a monster. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't think said. I don't think we have a defensive tackle that's a monster. We have really good rush guys, right? Really good outside linebackers, guys who can cover, who can rush, um, blitz, all that stuff. And you got a name. I got a name. A defensive tackle name. A defensive tackle name, bro. You better not hit me with no Aaron Donald. That's nah, dog, it's not guy. him. It's not him. Austin Johnson from the from the Chargers. 28 years old, 6'4", 314 pounds. I think he's going to be a, a either a restricted free agent soon or a free agent in the next two years. So you don't like Wilkins? Not that I don't like Wilkins. I like him a lot. But Wilkins is more athletic than a space eater. Does that make sense? Because for a big guy, he moves I mean, incredibly well. I, there's a, using that exact description, bro, the most dominant defensive tackle in the league is that right there. True. He's not a space eater, but his physicality and his athleticism in Aaron Donald. I'm sorry, but makes the space, creates the space. I'm not comparing Christian Wilkins. Not even comparing the. What I'm saying is like Aaron Donaldson has uh, Aaron Donald has a much bigger frame, body, mass. No, no, no. I'm no, sure he's Wilkins much bigger. bigger. Yeah. Wilkins is a bigger no, guy. Donald, oh, he's an he's undersized like defensive guy. tackle. Yeah, he's a short, stout guy. He's, he's, just, the he's just a beast. He's a yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. Fin- like a Physical phenomenal cat, specimen. Right. Like yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But anyways, um, I just that's think, an interesting take. So it's, I did it's not, not even a think you were going there. It's, it's not a diss to Wilkins no, at all because I like him a lot. But that's what you would like to see different. Who goes in? Nobody. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, I. Because then we, we're switching up the scheme is what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not, the, I'm not, the, I'm not. the guy that's going to a four. Him is Zach Seiler. Right now. What I'm saying is that we're no. going to a four. Uh, one of the, no, you guys are missing it. Who? Raekwon. He, look he at plays him. more linebacker, no? No, no, no. No, but no. he has the size to no, play. No, 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 no. We're talking about Raekwon Davis. Yeah, Raekwon yeah. Davis. He no, no, he doesn't more play linebacker. Like a, no like linebacker. A, we drafted guy, him as a linebacker, dog. No, we did not. We did not. Oh, he's a de- yeah, defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're thinking about Raekwon, not the rapper, not the from rapper. Ohio State. Raekwon Davis yeah. is a Which was McMillan. defensive tackle. Oh, Second you're right. Raekwon McMillan. You're right, you're right, you're right. So, if I remember correctly, Raekwon did not play the whole season that season. And when he did, our rush defense was greatly improved over when he was out. Meaning, he fits your description. Right. He's the guy. I th- So, I, I like to shout out because if he goes down, what you're saying is true. Um, we have no backup for him. I don't, it's not Wilkins. Wilkins, nope. I actually envision Wilkins being a, a defensive end in a 3-4 scheme. So right. He, he's a bigger body D end. He's not like Phillips. He's not like Jason Taylor. He's not whoever your insert speed rush here right this guy plays the jj watt position is what wilkins plays the position wilkins is a badass we we enjoy wilkins and everything he brings to the table right he's not a true defensive tackle maybe we could put him in that role maybe it's zach right zach was that his name? yeah Siler. 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 sorry um he also i envision him rushing the quarterback maybe from the defense from the defensive tackle position which kind of lets you know that maybe he's not the best suited for run stuffing First, second down type of defensive tackle action. We have our guy. It's Raekwon. Right. Shout out to Raekwon. I believe. Uh, I would love to know what his PFF ranking was. I would love that. That's that would be good info here. Let's but see. he, I think that he would need um. He we need depth at that at that, that position type, for sure. That body types in specific. Yeah. So I like the shout out in that regards, but I feel like we're uh, we're dismissing uh, Raekwon's. I just want to point out that. Uh, that Raekwon Davis is a monster. He's a Thank behemoth you. of a man. From Alabama. So, so Christian Wilkins Jeez. is 6'4", 3'10". 
Yeah. Raekwon Davis is 6'7", 330. Sheesh. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the type that's of guy that we need. Okay, yeah. So imagine that's that. That's the type of guy that we need. So you should be a little bit more bullish on and the he's Dolphins. Younger. We have the guy and he's we younger. Needed. No, but I, I need to see it. Yeah, no, hey. Right? I, I like need that. to see so it. So much to see. Man, I really I thought you were going to go. What's your take then on that that question? Where would you plug in? Who would you trade for and plug in? If um, It's going to be unrealistic. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the whole point of a hypothetical. Go for it, yeah, yeah, fantasy yeah. trade. What that's is what it? I ask. Well, no, I, I would throw in a, a blocking tight end to go back Damn. to my point. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, that's that's another interesting take. What right? a chess move. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I'm not talking about a... I'm not talking about maybe I don't even want to mention Gronk. That is that guy nah, doesn't count. Forget about that. that. Yeah, but count. in a hypothetical, if you could have a guy like so, Gronk, yeah, you would no, like to have that. It just goes back to Kittle, right? Mm. The way Kittle's used in, in San Francisco. Where he's blocking majority of the time. We haven't seen. I haven't. Not that I remember. Not that it doesn't exist. I don't remember Shanahan in the last three, four, five years off the top of my, my head having a receiving tight end that doesn't have the blocking attribute. And I think that's what Gesicki is. Look at one of the best he had starting sharp. So we have we drafted right that that guy we drafted some guy from Boston College I think a couple of years ago yeah. Long yeah and we have Smythe Smythe right Durham Hunter Smythe, Long yeah. Adam so, Shaheen and Smythe no not okay, Hunter Long I think it is Hunter Long it yeah, is Hunter Long that's the guy but still but nonetheless it's it's not a big name it's is, not is the point May, I'm just saying shout out to a a tight end that I Who think is gonna get Who can do both Hybrid. I would love to trade for him right so throw out the Kittle name that would be great something like that in, in this hypothetical world but shout out to the player that we can't think of right now that is gonna get way more playing time than we think because he could block who is that I don't know that's what shout out to that guy though it, it could, I think it, you know what I think it's one of those tight ends I think it's one of those tight ends I don't think ends. so wow All right. I don't well, think so I, I thought you guys were definitely gonna go ahead and say alright easy answer Definitely go ahead and bring in Patrick Mahomes or Justin hey, Herbert hey. or any of these guys and nah. automatically with this team where, you know, that's exactly what everybody wants. They want Tua out of here. The majority consensus down here in South Florida, unfortunately, I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm Tua's my QB one. Everybody here knows that. We know. But, we know. you know, I, I'm definitely not shipping him out. I, I like where our receivers are, but we touched, somebody touched on it earlier. It might have been you, Serge, as far as on the outside. We don't, you know, we have Tyreek. Yeah, he's an outside guy. He's an explosive guy. But, like, I want one of these. I've always been a fan of, like, these big go-get-it type, you know, type receivers, bro. You're talking, like, Megatron. Right. You're talking, like, in today's, you know, red active, active guys. I'm talking, like, a Keenan Allen or, or like, like a Mike Evans. You know what I mean? Somebody that's going to go up there and get it. And make some dope that, patches. That would be, like, dope to, to go with the, the Tyreek and the Jalen Waddle explosiveness. You know what I mean? To, to complement them. I feel you. That makes sense. But I think that, like, we're going to see a lot of fireworks from those guys, from that tag team right Absolutely. there. Yeah, definitely. We're going to see a lot of fireworks, you know. And if Tool can connect with them even earlier on, um, it's going to be crazy. And, you know, it, it's starting pretty soon. I think their first preseason game is August 13th. Um, and everybody's going to be tuned in, obviously, to, to watch how two is doing and how the Dolphins are going to look. But a lot of, a, a lot of questions for this season, you know, but if it goes right, shit, man, this team could be really good. It could be really good. Um, Serge, you got to make a prediction on the Dolphins. Asking everybody who comes on, Dolphins prediction. Give me what you got this year. Before Ooh, Joel and I make our season predictions. You know our predictions are going to change like 10 times. Doesn't matter. Season. We're not making predictions. And we so might we're getting the guests. before the season. It's too. okay. We're getting his early one. All right. How many wins? Quick side note. As of July. You know how what, what he likes uh-huh. might come to bite us and might show up is what I what I just asked is a red zone threat. Yeah. And does Gasicki play that role or do we just need it like you're saying? The bigger body receiver in the red zone. I hate the play, but throw him a fade. You know, I'm right, not a fan. Right. It works, but it so works. There's yeah. other ways to use it the works. big body, if you, right? If it works, it works. It though. works. Um, I'm going to say, I, I looked at their schedule before I came, and I saw 
the tweet from PFF. Third toughest schedule in the NFL. But that's subject to change. That's fine. Hey. Subject to it change. Is what it, yeah, it's based on win percentage of last year. Exactly. It doesn't take into account who what, who what they're currently teams, doing. Sorry, right. Who those teams lost, who did we add. It doesn't take, whatever. Um, first year coach. Yeah. So With a good speed team. Speed bumps ahead. With a good team, though. Not a, you're not taking over a project. I, w- I would say I would put my over under 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Wait, Hold no, sorry. Down. I'm writing it down, whatever you say, though. No, 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 no. It's... Yeah, 17 games, making yeah, sure. 18 weeks, 17 weeks, 17, 17, 10 and 7. 10 and 7. All right, you're right. That's my over under right there. All right, you're right. For right now, we're going to we're gonna note the date and the time. And 10 let me and say, 7. I'm going to go. That's not easy to reach. No, down. you're not making a pick right now. I'm going to go with the over under. No, on guys. <laughs> I'm going to go with the over under. No, on we're gonna of course. We, we're gonna Joel has him 16 and 1. Guy, get out of here. Come on, son. You don't know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated, baby. <laughs> 72 Dolphins 50 years later. Yeah, right. Let's get it. Yeah, right. Anniversary. Wow. Yeah, what? Right. That's the wow. boldest prediction of the day. Count Put some it. money on it. Put some money on it. Put some money on it. What a great call. With That'll be great. That'll be great if he goes to Vegas and you put a bet down and that shit Undefeated. Because <laughs> crazy. You think you think that the 72 team would they that's the only team that they would have been upset about breaking the record, right? If the Forget Dolphins those guys. But but hear me okay. out though. If the Dolphins, this current Dolphin team, let's say, went undefeated, won the Super Bowl. Would the seventy-two Dolphin team be happy for that? Like, all right, they're the they're the only other ones that broke the record. I don't care about those, or guys. they're like, think, nah, man. You I don't know, think you could get sacked from a casket. All right, right, exactly, sheesh, exactly, sheesh. We don't care about Cold those the, eight, the six that are left. You know, barely wow. hanging on. Wow! Shout yeah. out to what y'all did though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got the y'all got the record. Enjoy it. You know, because not everything is forever, but. Regardless, let's uh, switch it to the second team that we wanted to talk about. Sure. We spent a good amount of time here talking oh, about the Dolphins, yeah. right? That's an understatement. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the Dolphins, uh, the Heat. I mean, one of the questions that I had posed for you guys and in our pre-show lineup was that, do you guys think that Riley is doing the right job, right? Is he doing the right thing in whale hunting, trying to find a way to improve this team and ultimately not committing himself to a hard cap? Right. That's one of the main reasons why PJ Tucker left and signed with Philadelphia. They were willing to go above and beyond and give him that guaranteed third year, uh, extra money in that third year, all these type of things that the Heat were just not willing to do. Because then if you do make that move and you hard cap yourself, you won't be in the running for a guy like Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant. Name another star that you want to name here. Right. That's going to be available in two years or a year. I think. For me, in my opinion, like Riley is doing the right thing because he's trying to to maximize what the team is right now, right? And the pieces that are involved in the team right now, which is all you can do, especially when you know that you've gotten so close before, right? We've got two Eastern Conference Finals in three years, uh, one Finals in three years. Like, you know that you're knocking at the door. You just got to find a, a way to maneuver to build the team a little bit more to get you over the hump. And I feel like... Riley not committing to Tucker, even though I love Tucker and what he brought to the team, I, I, he's not worth it in my opinion. So, like, I think him holding on to his guns and saying, fuck it, I'm going for the biggest payday that I can get as in terms of a player and a name, I think he's right in doing that. And and that's that's really the only alternative was bringing back Tucker. So that's what exactly. we're comparing, right? Right. Because the other scenario is us using the mid-level for... One player 
split it into two players. You split it into two players. You could already imagine the quality of the, of player the players that you're getting. Exactly. You're splitting what? What's the mid level? Six? Ten? Think, no, no. Ten. Ten point something. So you're splitting five million dollars. Something. Yeah. Depot yeah. got eleven. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and it got changed now. Right. They're they're changing the number. Whatever that means. To two years because they're stretching it. Right, so he must be like two years, 20 or But it, it still falls within that average, five-year, $6 million, five, $6 million player per year that you're getting. Which no. Well, yeah, if you split it. If you split right. it, right, which is the average. And if you think about it, what are your expectations for an average player who's making five, $6 million yeah, a year? Yeah, you don't it's expect him to play the minutes that, that P.J. was playing. We, right. Uh, or produce. Right, P.J. played very little minutes game seven versus the Celtics. Hmm, was that because any. he was hurt? Was that because yeah. it was an adjustment? I don't know what what the real answer is. I don't know if, if news has came out. I'd say Riley is playing it right, too. That doesn't mean that he's going to be right. Mm. This is Riley's process. That's what I'm a fan of. He has the process. Trust that process, even though it doesn't always hit. Right. If we do not replace that four by the middle of the season... We're we're in a tough spot, but I don't even think by the middle of the season really because I'm giving you, him time. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is that you can start the season without that four, right? Right. We, we both agree to that, right? Or all three of us agree to being able to start the season playing small ball, right, and having a combination of K, Caleb Martin or X Y Z player that we pick up that happens to be a four. Right, right. That that yeah. If if we pick up a real four, yeah. If it's Martin, no. Well, that's the thing. I feel like uh, I, and and you know. You can jump in on your opinion on here, but like a lot of the things that I've heard, Serge is like they're they're willing to play really small ball and go with Caleb at the four. Now, does that mean he's gonna get thirty minutes a game at that position? Obviously not, but he does offer things in that position which are kind of comparable to Tucker. Uh, he's undersized defender, but he can athletically cover guys. He can take charges. He can shoot well every now and then. And offensively, he's not a burden. He's not a guy that you give the ball to and you're like, God damn, nothing's going to happen here. You know what I mean? On the contrary, he can make something happen when he has the ball. If need be. If need be. Yeah, if need be, because you don't I'm want not, him doing that. Right. He's not but, the, the no. first or second or third guy. But but the main thing is that uh, Tur- Tucker has that, that thickness, his lower body, his body, period, mm. that even though he might be Martin's size, maybe a little bit taller, it doesn't matter. It's, that guy is so – he's a fire hydrant. He's Aaron Donald in, in playing basketball. <laughs> Six inches taller than Aaron Donald. He's, yeah. That's what he looks like out there amongst basketball players. So he could fill in the four. That's why he could fill in the four at his mm. size. We need a body. We need a body in the worst way that could fit that bill. We need someone who's either a little bit taller than Tucker, maybe a little bit thinner – no, or vice versa. But I don't think it gets thicker than Tucker. Tucker Tucker's as thick as it gets in yeah. the NBA. We need someone like that because if we do play small ball, it's not Martin that's running the four. It's actually Jimmy. Jimmy is That's the, your optimal lineup Jimmy's if Jimmy's your, your fourth four. biggest guy. It, it is if you have an amazing three, if you have a long three. And we don't have that either. I don't who's Jimmy's backup? Because Jimmy's backup well, hold is on, probably hold on. Caleb. It's probably Duncan. Right. It's not a Jimmy, but hold type on, hold on, body. hold on. If if we think about it, right, and we look at the way the, the 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 roster is currently constructed, if we do go small, right, it would be more guard heavy than anything else. Which, because which because, I don't like. I get it that you don't like it, but what I'm saying is, like defensively, maybe the the ratings are just the same because Struess is a high defender, right, a high defensive player rating. So is Oladipo. Those are two guys that will be out there if you're going small, right? 
maybe the hindrance is Tyler Hero if you're forced to put him out there. Hey, we're always trying to and we and mask up and, and you're always trying to do that. So if you have Jimmy, Bam, Oladipo, and Struess on the floor with with Hero being your third small guy, right? That's not that bad, dog. For the regular season, for the regular season, I don't season. trust that. If yeah, we're maybe it doesn't against Boston, and it might not work for Game up, Seven. And there's yeah, exactly right. That's it what might and, not and that, work for Game Seven. And here was so, then why, so then to that, why would we do something because you can regular season? Like but why would we do that all regular season just to know it's going to blow up in our face in the postseason? Because you because your strategy didn't work out. No, and you're buying time, which is the for downside. What, what of are you this? buying time for? You're buying time to find a move, Joel. You find you're, you're buying time to see how the project works. What are the stats behind it? Where you can throw forty I don't think games. Right now is the time to buy time. I think right now is the time to win. It is, and that, that going and that brings me back to answer your question, which is: Do I think Pat Riley's doing the right thing? Of course. Anybody that course. doesn't think Pat Riley is not doing the right thing is not a Miami Heat fan. Right. But if you are a Miami Heat fan, you know that in Pat we trust. All right, that's the hashtag. And Pat, we trust because he's the godfather. He knows what the hell to do. He brought us Shaquille O'Neal. He brought us his championship. He kept Dwayne Wade on board. He brought LeBron, Bosh, got us another run. Now we're here in the midst of our third, you know, era here, right? That kind of that we would consider of, in the Pat Riley era. Of contention, right? right? Of, of being and, a championship. And we have a Jimmy Butler who's not getting any younger. Um, we have a couple pieces, young pieces right now still, you know, that we can use either as leverage or to continue to get better. But I think he's still, you know, trying to go for the whale. I think he's going to still try to do whatever he can to get Kevin Durant. I think the Nets are not going to let him go for anything less than like a thousand bars of gold. Or a million bars of gold, whatever's even like I don't even know. It's not fathomable what they want. And tell them been, we ain't got it. We don't <laughs> we ain't got, got we it. Don't I put something on it. <laughs> but until until that for sure is decided that he's completely off the table, Pat's gonna keep going at it. Once it's completely off the table, then we'll know what our next move is. Whether it's a Donovan Mitchell move or are we gonna find a big four out there that we can you know trade for or, or whatever um, before you know the, the the deadline comes around, but. Honestly, we need to figure it out in the regular season. We we can't just be like, yeah, this is just gonna buy us a year. No, we're, the clock is ticking. We need we need to win the championship with Jimmy now. No, no, I didn't mean it like buy us a year of of time to figure out what we're gonna do. Meant it more of like, what's the type of player that we really need, right? Because I don't think we need somebody to just do exactly what Tucker did. We can we need somebody who did more than what Tucker did. And if we're being honest, right? Yeah, he's because striving for more. That's we, why we, you don't bring him back. Exactly. Because he he wants something better. Exactly. And and he's it's not fine. giving you that that uh, that output that's that justifies the money at his age. Rumor so, had it he was potentially trying to get Jay Crowder back in a heat uniform. And and that's okay too, but he's still undersized. And he's not as much as we love Jay Crowder down here, yeah, right? He's no. he still has those defensive shortcomings that we would exhibit with anybody that we put in that position. Kato Martin, Tucker, them being on the side. But he's an upgrade. But but he's he's an upgrade over those guys. Right. He's uh, an upgrade over a Caleb Martin, right? Yeah. I mean, he's start automatic. Automatic. Okay, like, cool. No, no argument here. That's our starting four. He has the best body for it. He already went on a great run for us. Now, I think that. But he's also a year Crowder, older. If we get Crowder, I think it's more of a the the strategy didn't work out. That's what I think. I think that's yeah, the way for we sure. get crowded. For sure. We were aiming because higher. It didn't work out. Let's see. Are are we buying a year at that point? And which which buying a year would be tough. It's it's not buying a year, but I, I really don't think it's buying a year. It's buying yourself two months of the NBA season, right? Because if, let's say KD doesn't happen, 
right? KD doesn't happen, which is very realistic, right? It's almost yeah. a 50 50. Yeah. Right? At this point, it's almost. I'm not, I'm not putting my eggs in that basket. Even though. We don't got hold it. on, uh, hold on, hold on. Even though today, Barry Jackson tweeted that uh, Andy Ellisberg was having breakfast with the Nets GM, Sean Marks, and they were discussing things obviously people don't know exactly what the hell they were talking about but the fact that you see those two guys talking is like damn i wonder if a who initiated that contact right did andy go up to him and be like yo stop holding out my man or was it sean marks going up to andy saying like hey you're twisting my arm here bro like help me out i got a situation help me you're one of the teams that can help me help me because i don't think they want to do a move for another team and then complicate whether or not Durant wants to go over there, the bad press of this, that, and that. I think the Nets want to avoid that. They really want the Heat to be their dance partner. But Riley has to do his thing to protect his legacy, right? And suppose to, to a certain degree, and say, I got to get the best player available, which would be KD. If that doesn't work out, then I think that he just goes into, how can I... Forget about making this team a championship contender. Where are the areas that I need to improve immediately? It's the point guard position or the guard position, right? Where you need some type of stability there or at the center position. Excuse me. And me, myself, I've been a big, big, like, harper on, like, we need a center. Because for all the great things that Bam does at at the center position, I feel like his offensive output is gonna be unlocked if you play him at the four. That's the only way that he can start to hit jump shots, get comfortable with that, work his way out there where he can put a move on somebody and just pull up. You can't have him banging and clanging for 25 minutes and then say, hey, now we're going to play you at the four. Do your thing. He's not that guy. So I feel like that's why we need a center. And for me, that like the, the next guy that we should probably aim for, right, that can probably win us a championship and he's not a great, amazing player, but it's just a piece that fits. It's Miles Turner. Miles Turner would be a tremendo upgrade for this Heat team right now. Right now, how the team is built right now. If we Definitely. miss on Kevin Durant and you just trade for him and you're able to swing that trade and you get rid of Duncan or whatever in that trade, bro, that right there would put us in a very serious contention because now we have somebody to throw at Embiid. We have another body, big body to throw at Tatum. Teams can't go big on us because we have two big guys constantly on the floor. And it's not a hindrance to Bam neither because, if anything, we're just giving him more space, less, more freedom. Where you're like, hey, you're not burdened to protect the rim no more. Miles is taking care of that. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the move that we should make in order to put us in that championship contender. I don't know why you feel. I know you're, you, you like Miles Turner, but I don't know if you well, think you that that Miles. would be the key. To, like, put us in championship mode if we don't get uh, Kevin Durant. When you said Miles, I thought you were going to say a different Miles, but that's a good take. I I Uh, like where you went with that. Yeah, it's Miles Turner for me, for me, because he's that center. 6'11", what, 250 pounds. More importantly, shoots 33% from the three-point line. So he's not just a big body. No, that's where he would give Bam. But that's where he gives Bam that space. While you could still get someone who could help him protect the rim which is a center that could shoot threes. Yeah, it's, Turner's the perfect fit. Like, full stop. That's full, it. Perfect he, fit. Not, not that not that we would uh, get as far as we did this season. Not that we would make the finals. He, he's just hypothetically a really good fit. It's why fans wanted even Bamba. Yeah. Why they would even be like, hey, we're, we're all right. Just bring Bamba. You know, whatever. We'll be okay with that. Bring the team back. Bring Bamba. 
let's see what we could do with a, a different type of center. If you're not playing PJ, whatever. I don't think we need a guard. I think we need a four and a five. Right. I agree with you there. I could see us not getting another five, though. Simply because we got Dead- <sighs> we brought Deadman back. But, and we got Yurtz. And not, not that Yurtz is going to get minutes. Maybe he not. does. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? So but what, Mike- what I was going back to with, with the Miles situation. When you said Miles, I thought you were potentially going to say a guy like Miles Bridges. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I thought you were going to say, yeah, wife beater Miles. You, you can't no. get wife beater Miles. Nobody's touching him. No, 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 no. You can't. I know, guys, he come has on, some, guys. No, he come has on, some, guys. Some, well, but I mean, honestly, though, the kid, the kid's nasty, bro. Yeah, he is. But, the, but the kid is a shooter. I've heard there's really body. bad videos of his girl out there. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't want to get touched. No, not drop that. that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that. not like Ray Rice proof, but it's like uh, downgrade. Uh, it's close enough. I was just trying to capitalize on the situation. Maybe nah, he was I, on his way out. Now it sounds like he's on the way out savvy. of an NBA Permanent. career. Yeah, yeah. Permanently. So, he's out. He's let's out permanently. Let's walk that one back. But. but but my whole thing with that, Joel, is is the reason why I went center is because I, I disagree with you, Serge. I feel like if we do get a center like Miles Turner, that puts us in championship contender. No, no. And I'm okay with, with Turner. No, I agree with you. I'm not, just saying that, that be- I, I could see a, a, a world where... We don't get another center. It is what it is. We're rolling in with the same centers that we did from last nah, year. Because you, you know why? Because look, there, for for as much as I love Deadman and I can see the potential in Yurts, right? I can see the potential in those guys. None of those guys alleviate Bam enough, both consistently on either side of the floor. I agree. I feel so like we you, didn't use both of them together. Bam and Deadman. I feel like we no, didn't we use didn't. No, 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 no. That's not a lineup. We were it's not a lineup that you're that, putting that out, there. out there because Deadman can't shoot consistently well enough. He tried. He's not athletic enough. Yeah, but I'm saying like we're going like we like Bam at the four. You know what I mean? So like yes. if, what we sh- we never saw really what that potential was for uh, Deadman at the five and a Bam at the four. But yeah, I get we lose on the offensive side. No, not even that. We even lose we're, on defense. We're losing because, on defense too because Deadman's not a good defender. And he's not. He he can block and he can do use his body to protect the he's rim. A body, but but that's what he is a, a body. true center body like a seven foot. He's gonna body. move around. He's lunky. Right, you your know? nickname's the mechanic. Come on, hey, bingo. That's a rough nickname. Bingo. Now compare him to Miles Turner. That just means who's he's good with his hands. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Hey. I don't think that's what it means. But, but like, compare him to Miles Turner, right? Miles Turner is super athletic, super athletic, right? Can really run the floor well. Can jump very well, right? Averages three blocks per uh, per game in his career. Twelve, seven, and three guy. So a guy who's athletic can run up and down the floor. Can not going to be a hindrance. He's actually a plus on the defensive side and also a plus on the offensive side because he's going to be able to give you both. Now the one thing that concerned me when I was looking up his numbers is like his usage rate is down in Indiana, and I'm thinking to myself like, damn, that's weird. Maybe like Indiana's finding ways to live without him. <clears throat> which intrigues me even more if it's like, all right, yeah, I want to go after KD and let's put our, our, our eggs in that basket. But if that doesn't work out, I don't want to go after Spider Mitchell. Oh, you don't, you don't. I don't, I don't want to go after Spider Mitchell because I don't think that he's a, a difference in nature enough to win us a championship. I think on is. this team, I disagree with that. I think How? I think just as from the his, his offensive abilities, bro. I think he, like he's gifted. I think he can definitely make an impact for the Heat where we needed offensive scoring. Like, we needed scoring in this past postseason. Like, we didn't get it. We weren't getting it from Jimmy, which is who we thought was going to give it to us. And he did everything he could. But, you know, it was like him or maybe Max Struess and uh, occasionally on the depot. Besides that, it was like we had no offense, dog. But the, but what I'm saying with that is And this. we still took the Celtics to seven games. I, that's yeah, with, with that's, Hero Hurt. With Hero Hurt. So that's my point. The problem wasn't offense, dog. The problem was not offense on that team. It wasn't. It looked like it because guys were missing shots that we were used to. Duncan, right? 
great. Hey, barely season. got any play time though. Don't, whatever, but that's because of him. Because he's such a di- uh, liability defensively. That's what we need. We need defensive players who can then contribute to offense. Look at all the guys that we rely on on our, on 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 that team. Jimmy Butler. Let's start with him. His main thing is being a best defender on the floor, no matter who's out there, because he's a dog. But he's shown that offensively, he's up but there. He's, he's up there. He's up there when it comes to av- he's above average defensively and above average offensively. So right. that makes him really good. The next guy that you would look at, right, for this guy, bam. His main thing is what? Not offense. It's defense. Yeah, he's he's like above average, average offensively. Above average plus, defender. Plus, defense. plus above uh, average uh, offensive guy. You're already a, a really good basketball player. And we're going to go down the entire roster. And all of those guys are going to start with the defensive side. And we're except hoping, for Hero. We're hoping that Bam could be above average Hero offense, and Duncan are the only guys. But he hasn't done it consistently Bingo. in the playoffs. He hasn't. Bingo. So that's what I'm saying. Like offensively, you don't have that issue. Our thing, I feel like, is defensively, the Heat have always been the team who's like, we're going to keep you on the 100. Especially in the playoffs. In the regular season, no problem. You want to shoot 53s and make them? Fuck it. It is what it is. But in the playoffs, we're going to clamp you down and we're going to make you play 100 points or less. Now, if you go off and you beat us 115 to 108, whatever, that is, you beat us. But that's our thing. We're going to stifle teams in the playoffs. We're not going to go tit for tat like Golden State would or, or, uh, you know, a Memphis team would go tit for tat offensively with a lot of teams. Our thing is more being defensively sound. And Miles Turner makes us more defensively sound while adding offensively. Spider right. Mitchell doesn't do that. Because right. we have better defenders than Spider Mitchell on the team right now. What Turner does is that he actually adds a power forward to the roster. That's uh, bam. Yeah. He, he converts to a power forward. He he wasn't that last exactly. year. He could be, but he's not that. And... um. I guess the other player, and we're not bringing up any new names, is Harrison Barnes, right? Yeah, he's the other he guy. Fits. On top of that, think about this. From what I've been hearing on the basketball podcasts are the two teams that are rumored to be interested in Aiton are the Kings. And the Heat. Which is weird because yeah. Aiton, uh, Aiton and Sabonis is weird because they already did that with Turner and Sabonis. Right. But Barnes plays there, so if they're if they're getting eight and are they keeping Barnes too? That feels like a little bit slow or big. You might be able to like figure flip, out a way, but still it's Barnes. not the greatest. No, but flip Barnes and, and add something else that you may need. And not not the Heat, but the Pacers. The Pacers with Turner are rumored to be interested in Aiton. Which means that it just confirms what everybody's been talking about for over a year now. Turner's on the market. What's the price? Let's figure it out. Let's get a deal going. So I guess the the domino that needs to fall is Aiton, and I feel he like will that, liberate us. Yeah, and I feel no, like that, I think the domino needs to fall is KD. I feel that, like that's the main domino in the NBA. I right agree now. with you, but that might include Aiton. Right, 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 right. Or but I'm saying Aiton doesn't get moved. I feel like I think he's tied to KD right now. I don't that's think why he, he is tied moved. to KD. Right. What I, I feel think like he is. That's why he hasn't been moved yet. Like, I don't. Yeah. Maybe because I don't feel like anybody's really I feel negotiating. Like the entire for NBA free agency is dependent on KD right now. What I'm saying is like Brooklyn is yeah, not giving Aiton a, a supermax. That's what I'm saying, and that's what Aiton wants. He wants the supermax. Brooklyn's not going to do that. They're trying to shed salary. You no, know, but they, but they want to stay good because they don't have he, their own. But, but but whatever, that doesn't make you good. You know, that doesn't make you good. Right, exactly. That's, that's, so, that's so, probably their So stance. they have, so exactly. So but that's, they'd be getting in and you would think bridges, right? It's still that's not enough. That's the way enough. that they're working. It's the still deal. not enough. I don't think that's enough it's to make you. It's better than what the Heat have. That's why I keep saying we don't got it. 
is what, because what I'm the saying Phoenix is, package like beats us clearly. Yeah, for I think. Sure. In my mind, it's not even close. For sure. But what I'm saying is like I don't think that Aiden gets moved to Brooklyn. Aiden gets okay. moved somewhere else. And that's mm-hmm. the domino that has to fall. So maybe like a three-teamer where, where exactly. KD and Aiden are involved, but exactly. Aiden gets shipped somewhere else. Exactly. Because and then that other team is throwing picks back to... To Brooklyn either Brooklyn or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only way. Because I don't, there's no way that Brooklyn will want to handcuff themselves to Aiton if they're not invested in that guy like that. You know what I mean? But it's interesting that, that you're right. That he is the big quote-unquote piece that has to move first. Right before KD can even be talked about. But I don't like like we talk, like we just agreed. Maybe we don't hit on KD. The likeliness of that happening is diminishing by the day. Right? Because of our offer. Um but how wonderful it would be if one day yeah, it would wake be amazing. up and it's like... It would be amazing, but I'd I rather focus... You know, we're on the, working on the deal right now. Oh, that's what we want. Yeah. Like, what what is twisting? going on? That's the number one target. Yeah, for everybody. There, there should, for the Heat especially. The yep. Heat are definitely not letting this go. Right? Everything that I read today and, and in the last two days, in the last 48 hours, the Heat are not letting go of this opportunity. Until the ink is dry on that contract and the trade where it says, hey, this player is going directly to this other team. Then the Heat are going to let it go. But that's why I feel like the Heat are knowing, are like kind of okay with going all out for Durant because they know they can go get Miles Turner. Right? They And, and maybe they can make a deal for Spider Mitchell too. But I, I wouldn't encourage it. And I don't think that they would would really pursue that. Um, something interesting that I wanted to get your top, your opinion on Sergio, Caleb Martin, right? We talked to him about him a little bit earlier. He re-signed with the Heat. Um, got a decent uh, deal, right? I got a, got a really nice, decent deal. Uh, I think he signed for two years, mm-hmm. you know, close to 20 something million dollars. The thing is that you, you don't find out that, like, what's the deal with the second year? Is it a team option? Is it a player option? You don't find that out till later. Right. And, and more, more more importantly is that right now, since Tucker left, he's slotted in as your starting power forward. Is he, though? Yeah. I think. I, I Who just, would you put there? That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's the biggest hole on the squad is the four. It's the four and the backup four. If if we're going to run it back the same way that we did. I think it's the five. Well, no, because uh, you you would assume that they're just going to run it back with, with Bam no. at the five. But no, we've already said, we we already said that, that Bam needs to be the four. No, and we need a true five. But, but you guys, right. I mean, you guys see it like impossible that he's, he's the center again? No. no, right? That's what I, I don't mean. see as impossible. No, I, just impossible. Don't think, I just don't think if you're the heat, That's not seeing the what we've success. seen already, like, I mean, that's just the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I or, mean, or no, not really, because we wouldn't be saying the same thing if KD comes and KD's the four and Bam's the five. We're like, oh, my God, small ball's the way. You get me? So, but I, that's a different type yeah, of four. But then, yeah, yeah, but then yeah, yeah. KD's playing the four and he's seven, He's a seven footer as well. That yeah, can, but, that's yeah, but KD's, that can yeah, rebound. Exactly. And KD's not going to play center, but he can he's still not. protect the rim. Yeah, no, I know. He's I still agree. a presence. He's still but a body on in defense. My, no, and in my, the way I'm saying. Let's trade for Miles Turner and then put KD at the three and Bam at the four. That's Oh my wow. goodness. Trade everybody. Oh, yeah. And then what, everybody. what would be Jimmy at the two? So where's Jimmy at? Jimmy's at the two. Playing point guard, dog. No, I thought Jimmy's on another Kyle, team at that point. Nah, Kyle. <laughs> if if that was the case, it'd be Kyle Lowry, Jimmy, KD. No, no way. Like, they're gonna, you, they're, can't, you can't. You can't. can't even work. It's impossible. But it's impossible. It's impossible. Just talking about But uh, what I, my point was that I could see a world where Bam is the five again, which means that we have zero bodies at the four. True, true four bodies. It's I don't want to run it back with Morris. Like whatever, he could be our backup if you want, but I don't. Even want Even his him. brother, I heard a rumor about his brother possibly being looked at here, and I'm like, oh, but he's he signed, and yeah, he, he, he's like a twenty million dollar player yeah. yearly, not not two yeah. years yearly. 
Um, Joel, would you be able to, able to pull up with just what Martin got paid? Bro, let me just. Uh, I'm gonna drop just a chime name. in just to have that random. Lead I want to drop a name on you and let me know what you think about this. This guy as a possible cheap pickup, Sergio. Um, Nemanja Bez, Belgic, Belgic. How yeah, he was already here. Yeah, Nemanja I know. Bielitsa. Yeah. yeah, he played with us already. But he, he didn't really. Back. He didn't really get an opportunity to play with here. Well, no, he was he here. Was here for now. He would long. get more significant no. minutes. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Dog, a career thirty eight percent shooter though, dog. Yeah, he, he can that, That's a guy that can really stand in that corner and do that PJ Tucker job. Not yeah, necessarily in those in defense, those minutes, but nothing not in defense. not in those amount of minutes. But if you're talking about sparingly, go in there and play 15, 20 minutes and shoot some threes. I feel like he's he's like a cheaper version of Gallinari. I'd rather ride with uh, Jovic, the kid that we just drafted. Oh, ah, I think he's a guard or something. Now. Bro, he's so skinny I, that he's bro, not He's, he's not going to be able to bang, dog. Yeah, you're 6'10", he's so and skinny. you, and you barely weigh 200 dog. pounds. If he turns into another KD, I'm cool with that. Anyways, yeah, uh, Caleb wow. Martin, three years, $20 million. See, I would love nice to know contract. what are the options. Like, like It's a team option year three, I hope. If not, Hold what up. a good deal for Caleb. Good for him. I don't think that info's out there. But if it is a power two one, good deal, good. We, we kind of needed him just as a... "Quote unquote innings eater, right? Just someone that you could plug in and is going to eat up minutes during the regular season. We needed that, but it didn't address what we needed. And I got a good little low key pickup for two reasons. What is it? Eric Pasco from the Utah Jazz. Look, I'll give do you, you know why he played for the Utah Jazz? Why? Because he was Donovan Mitchell's BFF. Wow. Oh, he got traded. So, no, he got cut. The, uh, that's right. They let him he go. Got cut. Ainge said whatever Mitchell likes, I don't. So we're going to blow it up. I'm cutting his friend. I'm trading. They made a trade. I forgot who uh, the mind. The name slips me right now. He got traded to the Nets for a first round pick. So he's not a nobody, but he's like a six, six wing that could play defense. They got rid of him. It's not a guy you get rid of if you're trying to win. So if Utah's not trying to win, why not just get rid of Donovan, right? That, that's the next step. But they cut his best friend. Right. Let's pick up his best friend. For what? To do best friend favors. <laughs> no, you know? dog, but then that... Yeah, bro, just in case you do come to this team or not. You want, we have so hold on, friend. hold on, hold on. And, and, and more so, you know why? I'm being, uh, I'm being. I don't know if it's sarcastic. I'm, I'm just messing around, but he's a 6'6 body and he's a wide body. That's all. That's really what I mean. He's like a backup four for us. With perks. I like the perks. With the perks. That's all. Just if we need him, we might hold not even on, need Hold on here. Hold on. What this is talking? low key, though. This is low I get, key. I get it. No, this I heard. Listen, level, listen. You know? I heard about that, right? And it's like, oh, you know, maybe the guy where he ends up is a good idea, a good potential landing spot for where Spider ends up. But then that go that takes me back to my discussion earlier, right? Like, is that the move? Is that the move that puts us in championship? No, contenders? it's a Bielitsa move. Bielitsa doesn't put us in contention either. That's no, what, I'm but, not arguing but, that. but but what I'm saying is like what what that move does is allow us space because we're already tied up money wise in big name players. We're still tied up money wise in Bam, Jimmy, uh, Duncan, um, what's this other dude's name? Lowry. Those are four guys right there making serious cash for the Heat, yeah. and we're tied into those contracts. How hard is it going to be to move those contracts for something that's worth that value? It's going to be really hard. That's why I'm saying like. And I don't know if trading for Spider Mitchell is probably doesn't put us in championship contention this year. Maybe in the next two, three years, depending on how the team looks. But is that the guy that we really want? You know what I'm saying? And like, are we looking at the 2023, 2024 potential free agents and saying, yeah, Mitchell's the best option out of all of those guys? You're saying that if we don't get KD, you'd rather just set the bar a little bit lower than Mitchell and go with Turner, Barnes. I think that's the right move. 
Yeah, I would think it's probably the right move too in the in the grand scheme of things. But you know what? I don't want to pay Hero. Hero is coming up on a contract. I yeah, that extension. I don't, yeah, I don't want to give him. You, you talked about all those teams, all those guys that we're paying on our team. I don't want to pay Hero the Anthony Simons contract four years, a hundred mil. I don't want to give Hero that. As good and as much of a fan as we all are of Hero, he's probably not starting on a championship team, getting paid good money. He might be on a championship team. He's on a bargain later on in his career. That's fine. But if he's playing a major role and he's getting paid, I don't think that team is winning the championship. So facts. So like, let's capitalize him, which I think we all think that they're trying to actually do that. They're actually trying to flip hero and all these trades that he we're, has to we're be hoping part of for. That. Hero's part of it. Maybe not for Turner or Barnes. Maybe we say no hero. Let's figure something else out. Maybe more picks. Maybe that's the route we take. But I like, I don't know, I, I could see a world where Turner Barnes is a better move than Mitchell and we give up less to get those guys because I believe Barnes is on the last year of his deal. So we're not moving heaven and earth for him. Exactly. It's going to be some type of an acquisition. Something doable. You know? Yeah, something doable. Not, not for a year. Maybe. Yeah, he has one year and you hope that you could bring him back even though we just had Tucker for a year. We lost him. And look, I'm looking that far ahead. Like even after this season, the, the 2024 free agents are guys that you can potentially start to trade for or think about trading for, right? Names like this. Paul George, who has a player option. Kawhi Leonard, player option. Klay Thompson is going to be a restri- unrestricted free agent. Tobias Harris. Um, I think Middleton. Uh, Siakam. A lot of good names out there, you know. Now, you got to compare Spider Mitchell to those guys. Because if you tie into Spider Mitchell, you're getting rid of money. Yeah, but you're you're locking yourself into him for another three, four years. And you got to compare that move. I don't think that... Um, maybe it's because of where he was at, right? And, and the team that he was around. But I just don't think that he's that top 10 difference maker in the NBA. Yeah, and he probably isn't. He probably isn't. But but there's a chance KD that he's KD is. So that's why you go yeah. all out for KD. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't think that if you miss on KD that you got to panic and go after Spider Mitchell because you know you can get him just to make a splash. I'd rather not do that. I'd rather not do that. I'd rather go get pieces that fit what we need. Miles Turner, Harrison Barnes, make those deals and make the team better with what we have right now present present day now in the middle of the season you can trade duncan and flip a flip him for a, a a star or some shit or somebody who's available who's hot boom you have that flexibility goes back to that pat riley thing or is he doing the right thing yeah because you got to keep that flexibility open it's been our mo and that's what allows us to make to be the most successful franchise that we've seen but pat riley probably disagrees with you maybe he's probably saying if I can't get KD, I'm going to go after Mitchell. And because I, I still want the will. I agree with that. But I, as far as how you described it, so I disagree. That's not a panic move to go, oh, now that I can't get KD, let me get Mitchell. It's, it's, it's the fantasy move. What's the next best available move right now? Obviously, if KD is available, I'm putting my eggs in that basket and trying for that. However, I, I think that Donovan Mitchell, I think, you, you, I think you're not giving the kid enough credit, bro. Mm. I think you don't know enough about this kid's career and what he's been able to accomplish there in Utah. And the fact that he is, you know, at, at, a, at, a, at a standstill, at a stalemate with the, the front Jeff. office there. And we have Dwayne Wade as an ambassador liaison who, nah, hey, you know, hey, maybe, you know what? Hero, he's white. A lot of Mormons that are white over in Utah. He can do well there. Take another white brethren and Duncan Robinson, right? Take those guys. We'll give you a pick or two. Uh, you yeah, give us yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. Everybody's happy. And I think that absolutely does elevate us. We dropped the ball. The- we should have traded them Dragic and Kelly Olenek. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a fact. That package plus those two and some picks. Would have killed it. Would have done something with it. And and with those free agents, you got to take into account, we don't have money. No. And we don't have we space. Don't. We don't. Not, we don't have money. We don't have space. That's because right. of Kyle Lowry. So, yeah. So, and other guys. those guys are not getting signed outright, then you're going to have to trade for them. And it goes back to the same issue. We're going to get outshot. For whatever package we could offer, because the name, the the teams that have, as you progress, the teams that are going to be willing to give up picks, Pelicans have a shitload of picks and have a really good team already. OKC has a farm of picks, and it seems like they got their young bucks that they're looking to run with in the future. Houston has a all of the Nets picks, okay. Plus, there's all these teams that are not that good, like Oklahoma and Houston. They have all the other team's picks, which is the Clippers and the Nets, and they have their own. But you know what they and don't the have? And the package that they'll be able to offer is going to outbid us because we're know what? still sitting there with Tyler. But you know what they don't and have? Tyler's not even going to be probably an asset at that point. You're crazy. Tyler will be. be paid. A, if we don't extend Tyler, which I don't think we will, he'll be a cheap contract, and that'll make him an even bigger asset. That's what I think no, the Heat he, are going to do because the they're going to say prove it. But that, the biggest asset he could be in, in your the way you're thinking about it, which I agree, is where where is he getting paid the least and when? It's right yes, now. It's right now. It's right now. And every this year, year that next passes, year. his value is going down until Correct. he gets that contract, and then I think his value unless he goes keep, to unless he continues to ball. If he continues to trend up, That's right? True too, yeah. If he continues, dismiss- I'm being dismissive of that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. If we, and you're if, right. If he continues to trend up, then obviously he helps himself and pushes his value up, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's cheap and he's really good so now that value skyrockets up but what i'm saying is this um yeah you're you're probably right and and, you know you mentioned something joel that that i kind of disagree with which is like it's not that it's a panic move right but when you make the next you you were the one that said that not me i know that but what i'm saying when i say panic move is that you're making the next move available to make a to make the big splash again if we're looking at how the team is currently constructed i don't think spider Puts us over the top. Doesn't make us better than Boston. Doesn't make us better than, you know, uh, Philadelphia. Especially right now with them getting P.J. Tucker. The Bucks the primarily. Bucks primarily, right? It doesn't make us better than that. Getting KD automatically makes us better than all of those teams that I just mentioned. All of those teams. No, that's fair. But we, right? ca- we kind of got past the fact that KD's number one, first and right. foremost. So right? that's we, why we I say, like, that. so that's why I say, like, that he did a great enough job of contending without a KD type player. That if you can plug in one or two guys that don't have to be a star, that you can rely on Jimmy's grittiness, right, and his control of the team to push them forward like that, I'd rather do that than bring in another star. And then if I, if I can f- upgrade through Hero's performance or through Duncan, whatever, then I'll do that in the trade. But I don't think that we should go after Spider Mitchell. That's not that's not the, the game this. changer. Let me ask you this. KD doesn't work out. We do go after Spider Mitchell. That's Pat Riley's move. He makes that happen. We get him on board. We happen to lose a couple players in the process. But Pat Riley then brings in a Miles Turner. I don't... I don't <laughs> The likelihood of doing both is going to be really yeah, hard. Yeah, I don't think we have the ammo. We don't have the ammo right, right, for but both. But it's a hypothetical. But it's a hypothetical. He brings in the center that's a defensive threat that can cover the paint and, and be a dominant presence. Or Barnes. Same, same, just same thought is what you're saying. Or, right, but that's that's what I'm saying. Barnes is a little bit different because Harrison Barnes plays more of the like a small four than, than right, I would he's, say. He's a, four. he's a small he's a, ball four, but he's a four already at this point. He's a little yeah. bit older. You know, so so that, that's why I go exclusively to the center. You know, like, like a, a, a center that can actually – Defend, Got it. Got it. right? So that that way, Bam can cover whoever, and then he can just be locked in on the defense and then get us those buckets down on the other side where he's picking and rolling, whatever. To answer your question, I would like that move if Spider's not the first move made. 
Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, that's because your, that's your it's, it's what I'm saying. Like, opinion. we need to address our needs. And even signing KD is addressing our need. It's automatically starter at the four. And, yeah, whether he's our four and we're playing small ball, whatever, automatically starter at the four. And that's our main concern right now. We need to fill in that hole. KD does that and more. Spider Mitchell doesn't do that. I'm not right. saying that Spider Mitchell is not a bad player or won't change how, how this team looks. What I'm saying is that he doesn't do both things that we need right now. That's why I'm not down with going after Spider. Now, we get Miles Turner, and then we can still flip a trade for, for Spider, and we get rid of Hero, or we get rid of Duncan, or maybe even Lowry or Oladipo, whatever, and we free up another guard spot. Hell yeah, I'm down for that. Because then I'm seeing the team get progressively better. We have the guy in the center position. We have Bam. We have Jimmy still. And now we have this really good guard. And we have a mixture of players that we can throw at any good team. That's how I feel like the he should move. I don't think that we got to put our our move to be spider first if we miss on KD. No. We miss on KD? Cool. Hey, what's what it going to take to get Miles Turner? How cheap can we get him? Right? If I don't we, think it's going to be that cheap. It's not. Because I think a lot of teams are, it's, are it's, looking at Absolutely. Him. Absolutely. But if we can get them for cheap, then maybe that opens up a little bit more flexibility. You know what I mean? For the for the possibility of getting a Donovan Mitchell. It's going to be which interesting. Is a stud. It's going to be interesting to see just what Utah gets back for Mitchell. Right. Especially when you take into account what they just got back for Gobert. Yeah. And everybody. No, but they. I think they know that they are not going to get the same type of haul, dog. There's no way. Do they? Yeah. And I, do you carry yourself like that? Yeah, I, I because, don't think they are. Because I, then I, the, you know, Ainge. I feel we, you, but. It feels like whatever trade he makes, he's making like. He always has to win. He's like a lopsided trade. He's that <laughs> he's that fantasy football manager that you don't want to text or call from because it's a stupid offer for off rip. But I, I can't. I can only imagine that this guy expects the same return. Comparable. It's going to be less picks probably because it's going to involve a better player. I would think a younger, better player than what Minnesota got back for exactly. Gobert. Right. That's hero. Fine. Hero's the best young player out of everybody who can get traded right now. With they, the most, again, dog, his, the combination of his current contract with his potential upside, he's the best. Yeah, probably. He, he takes both boxes. You know what I mean? He takes both boxes. Both boxes. And at least with Duncan, you know where you're getting. A proven three-point shooter. And you got to pay him X. But this is your proven top 10, top 5, three-point Yeah, I don't, I don't think that hero is like a, a bad option Hell for no. the Jazz. Hell oh. no. But I don't think Hero's all that great either. When no. you're looking at the big picture of the NBA, he's not all that great. I think he could be beaten out by like a... I think Bridges is better than him from Phoenix. Even yeah. though he doesn't put up the points and stuff, he's just like, he's, once again, the body. He's like 6'6", six, six, long, plays good defense. That's always going to be more valuable in my mind than a guard who could score, a, a smaller guard who could score, and is a liability on the offense, on the defensive side. Unless you're talking about Trey Young or something, and, and Tyler's not Trey. No, nah, hell no. Not yeah, even he's not close. Trey, right? He's not Trey. Not even close. So, I, I, but then again, I, I don't see Mitchell going to the Suns. That doesn't make sense. Why would you get Chris Paul and Booker? So I can see Mitchell is somewhat of a fit with the Heat. Uh, Lowry and he's Mitchell gonna get is moved. a little clunky. He's going to get moved. But then then you think about the complication of mo- us moving Lowry. And that's the hard part. I don't like, see that happening. Because it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to take the money from this guy right now. Like, take his contract right now. Especially him coming off of that performance. You know what I mean? Him coming off that performance in the in the Eastern Conference Finals definitely knocked down his any type of trade value that guy had. So that's why we're limited what we can do. And he's Jimmy's BFF. Ah, oh, get out of here with that hey, dog. That's, a, that's, that's a, not worth something, but we have BFFs on the same well, team. Well, we don't even know if Jimmy's going to be on this team next year. So, Jimmy. Hey, it's like, I, it's like I said it on the podcast before. 
if Brooklyn knows that they can't get Bam, and the only way that Kevin Durant says, hey, I want to go to Miami, I only want Miami, I only want Miami, and Brooklyn asks for Jimmy Butler, you give him Jimmy Butler to get Kevin Durant, dog. You figure out the rest later. That's like saying no to Shaq. That's like saying no yeah, to I'm LeBron. Yeah, I'm not going to say no, but... You're not saying no to KD under any circumstances. I'm that's sorry. That's so shady, though. Hey, shady as hell, but the, I'm sorry. That's the way that... That's the only way that it'll work, dog. In my eyes. Yeah, no, for it to work, yeah. It would have to be something It like has that. to be like It's that, not going to be Kyle Lowry. Nah, it's not. Hell no. It's not. And it's not going to be a Duncan Lowry uh, hero package. Not going to be none of that. I think um, that's what the Heat fans are hoping for, though, that we can get good luck. Durant for a package good like luck. that. I mean, I don't, I don't know good if this luck. is completely accurate, but I heard that Minnesota was, they, I think the Nets were asking for Cat. Um, Towns, I think. No, Cat was one was one of them. The other kid, Anthony, the one that was in this movie. Anthony Edwards. Oh, my God. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, no, I said, laugh him out. Laugh him out the building. And picks. And picks. And four like, first round. What? Yeah. One of the best young like centers in the league. One of the like the best like he was the best rookie last year. Basically, it's wild. At, but but you know why I don't before. believe that? Because at the end of the day, in the NBA, the player has to be happy. Yeah, they that, have. The that's power. the trend. That's what that's what it's been. Uh, KD's not going to Minnesota playing with Gobert and being happy. That's not. That's, that's not, not gonna. gonna that's not that's realistic not, at this all. Dude wants to compete. The Warriors just won the championship. Exactly. I don't think that stings him from everything that has stung him in the past. That stings him. I would think he wants to be on a team that's going to win. KD ends up on the Suns or on the Heat, in your professional opinion? Suns. On the Suns? Joel? I don't know, dog. Just pick one. It's for fun, bro. I mean, I know this is for fun, so damn, why you got to turn it around and shit, bro? Jesus. The Heat. All right. There you go. You're supposed to be Homer. I'm going to say the Suns. I think he's going to end up in the Suns. And that'll be nah, interesting You know what? I'm changing my mind. He's not going to end up on either team, dog. Oh, There's going no, to be a third the like, random. wild card. We don't know. Toronto. That's kind of what I'm feeling in or my gut about that. It could be Toronto, too. I th- yeah, it could be Toronto. Yeah, it could be Toronto. Toronto. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And uh, obviously, the Heat season is going to be interesting because depending on uh, the moves that we make or what happens with Kevin Durant, um, it's definitely going to shape how the Heat construct the rest of their team looking into that 2023 season. Um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Sergio. Thank you, brother, for joining us, man. This has been an amazing podcast. We dove deep into the Dolphins. We it's dove long form. deep it's into the Definitely heat. our longest episode yeah, today. Yeah, man, but you know what? It's it's full of good information and good imp- yeah. opinions, bro. So, so if you guys are still listening at this point, we, appreciate we really, it. really appreciate yeah, you. Absolutely. And make we sure know. to share it with a friend. And don't, don't worry. We're going to drop all these clips. Sergio, brother, we're going to have you on again Thanks in studio, man. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Uh, Joel, you know what time it is, man. It's time to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell one more friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend about this dope podcast that we just recorded, guys. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. We're dropping a lot of content on there. We got a golf challenge coming up. We got the 365 Game of the Week dropping soon. It's just amazing. Subscribe, like, and comment, and check us out on social media. Until next time, peace.